Hello, woman beings, and happy good, it's going to be a Tuesday when this comes out, but we are recording on a Saturday. Um, Hope you're having a fantastic day. Today, we're going to be talking about swear words, so if you are easily offended or around children, you might want to reassess your situation. Um, But yeah, we're going to talk specifically about female-charged swear words, so it's going to be an interesting one, so we're just going to dive right in. Welcome to the Woman Being Podcast community, where we explore thoughts and opinions and have the freedom to change our minds without expectation or judgment. We will hold a safe space and support each other as we navigate together in the form of feminine. All right, so today we're talking about a new show that has come out on Netflix. It is called The History of Swear Words. If you haven't watched it yet, I think you should pause and go watch it and come back because Nicolas Cage has finally found his calling (laughs) and it is hosting this show. Um, And so basically it just explores the history of a swear word and each episode is a different swear word. They did an episode actually on pussy. And they did another episode on bitch where they explore the origins and how it's evolved and the social implications of using those words today, which is very interesting. So, ladies, did you enjoy the show? What did you think about it? Is it is it something you enjoyed? Yeah, I mean, I found it entertaining Mm -hmm. for sure. I think that. Honestly, Nicolas Cage's parts were, like, my least favorite parts of the show. <laughs> I was just kind of like, okay, let's move on to, like, the interesting parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's cool because they have a combination of comedians and, like, linguists who mm-hmm. are a um, talking about mm-hmm. these words. Yeah. So, like, you're getting the, the comedy and sort of more of the, the plebeian view as they are not experts in the field of language or words or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have people who, like, literally help make the Merriam-Webster dictionary who are talking about why these words are a thing, what they mean, what their origins are. So I think it was a really interesting concept in the way that they Mm -hmm. did that as a sort of um, almost educational show. Mm -hmm. Um, But also the fact that it's about swear words, um, you've got to bring in some of that like you know, some of the fun and the comedy and the lewdness that comes from having comedians also talking. So I found it entertaining. I thought that it was pretty good. Um, it's not something that is like, it's not like it's my favorite, new favorite TV show or anything. <laughs> I think Nicolas Cage peaks doing National Treasure. So, like, in my mind, National Treasure is like up here, and then this show is like a few knocks down, and then like, I don't know, other stuff he's done below that. Mm, I know. don't like know Ghost that Rider I've seen anything else I don't, yeah, in, I, honestly. I'm trying to think, but, you know, he's basically just himself in everything that he plays. Yeah, he's so, exactly the same. Like, it fits, I think, for the show, for yeah. sure. So, good job, Nicolas Cage, you did it. Good job, whoever was the casting director, who <laughs> right, was just like, you know, let's just bring let's Nicolas bring Cage Nick. into here. What's Nick up to? Yeah. <laughs> like, Seems almost very random, but also... <laughs> Very well but placed. But, like, yes, this makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, because he's so dramatic, and then it's, like, a comical thing, and it's, like, what? Yeah. So, yeah there's but, so, like, yeah. he's also very serious. It's, yeah, yeah. he has a, a weird, and he himself is just, like, he's a weird. meme. He yeah. is. He is. He is a huge part of internet culture, so to bring him in, I think, was really smart. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah. He does have a really super creepy opening for pussy. So yes, he if does. If you guys really want to... If you're, you're a Georgia, if you're a Georgia O'Keefe fan, <laughs> yes, that too. Then, you'll, then it'll be entertaining yeah. for you that yes. part because yes. she painted a lot of vaginas. Mm-hmm. Love. So yeah, I don't know. I thought that I thought the show was fun. I thought it was educational and entertaining, and you know, it was kind of like, all right, I learned a few things. There's also other swear words that they talks about. Yeah, not including the two that we're mentioning today. So mm-hmm. if you have a burning question about certain swear words. You should check it out. You should definitely check it out. Yeah. I will say I want there to be a season two because there's other words that I was yes. curious about that they mm-hmm. didn't cover. And I'm like, why didn't they talk about this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So There's mm-hmm. only six episodes. So yeah. six swear words. They could definitely there's a few more do a second there. season. <laughs> Just a couple. Yeah. Just a few. So then before we really like get into the nitty gritty, I feel like we need to address the elephant in the room, which is we are Christians. And... What? What? <laughs> I didn't know. 
if you guys weren't aware, we are Christians. Um, but we're all Christian uh, women, and we're talking about swearing. Like, there's a lot of tension around this topic specifically. Some people swear, some people don't. Everyone has different reasoning. For myself personally, my growing up, my dad was a very angry person, and swearing was like, a, oh, shit, like something's about to happen, a storm is brewing. And so swearing for me growing up was a a control thing and a power thing. And so as an adult, I choose to remove those, the power those words have and use them of my own, but not for control and not for power, just because I think words have the power that you give them. So that is my personal stance. I know everyone is different. I would love to hear your own. Do you swear? Do you not swear? Why? Why not? I swear sometimes. And I think I I don't... Maybe this is bad. Because I literally don't have a philosophy around it. I don't mm. have a personal like, self-decision that was made. Or like, this is good or bad. I'm just like kind of like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I think... I think probably if I were to extract anything out of my decision-making around words as such, it's probably more related to what I feel is most honest in the moment Mm -hmm. or funny. I think sometimes swear words can be funny. So that's kind of, I know that's really bad. Like I don't have a philosophy at all. I just like sometimes do and sometimes feel like I don't want to. So Mm -hmm. I think that's bad. Well, I'm (laughs) just saying I don't have like a deep like, ah, change the world through yeah. not swearing or swearing or you know because I know some people like they choose not to swear because they want to be set apart and some people choose to swear because they don't want it to be as big a deal and I'm just like nah I don't care mm. yeah that's kind of where I'm at yeah. at least today <laughs> tomorrow might be different <laughs> yeah I don't know I'll think about it I guess it <laughs> was another answer <laughs> yeah for me it's funny because I I grew up in a in a household where we were not like allowed to swear at all. Like that was a totally you don't curse type of thing, which is funny because like I didn't grow up in that Christian environment. Um, but that was just the way that it was. I think it was sort of um, I think maybe my my mom's motivation. That was more of just like a common decency type of thing. Mm. Um and then once I was a teenager, I would swear all the time, like, just like a sailor, like, because I was just like, this is cool, and I'm going to be cool. And uh, I think that then becoming a Christian, I, like, totally stopped swearing mm. entirely. Uh, and so I think that for me, I, I actually think about words a lot. Um, I went through a period of several years where I didn't use the word love outside of just talking about other people and my affection for them. Like, I would never say, like, I love pizza because I was like, that's cheapening that word. So mm. why would I use it in that way? Mm. Um, and you, yes, we've had conversations about this before. We have? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so I... There's a certain word, sorry, that Emma doesn't like. Yes, that's say. the other one that I was going to bring up is, like, I think a lot about the word sorry and how when we when we overuse it, we're cheapening our, our apology or mm-hmm. we're cheapening our use of that word. Um, and so that's something that I've kind of been fixated with for as long as I can remember. So for me, I, um, don't curse very much or if I, it's like, I curse if I'm like quoting a song that has a curse word in it or quoting somebody else that has cursed. But for the most part, I, I try not to curse. And I think that when I do see myself, cursing it's because I'm in a state of like stress or frustration and Mm. that's like an indicator to me that something is off in myself and that I need Mm. to like um take the time to adjust that like there's Mm -hmm. something in my my heart that's off which sounds very like Christian-y but like it's it's more of an indicator of a negative thing to me Mm. totally um and I think that uh I also personally like I feel like if I refrain from cursing then I put off a more sort of like professional and like respectable like aura Mm -hmm. and um I feel like knowing myself in the way that I used to curse I don't see myself being able to like segment times that I do and don't curse Mm -hmm. that makes sense so like to me it's easier to just not and then to also like um I don't know. I just feel like there's there's so many other ways we could say things without using curse words that like is 
super valuable. And I think sometimes cursing can be seen as sort of like a, a lackadaisical way of speaking. Like mm. it's, it's just kind of, um, I think in like common linguistics, it's kind of like lazy, if mm. that makes sense, because it's, it's just like filler words or it's just like using very, um, like shocking words for the sake of shocking rather than for the actual, um, meaning behind them or, or whatever. Um, and I also just don't like them very much. <laughs> so that's my other reason. But I mean, yeah. So there are times that I've like, that I've, I'm not going to say I'm perfect or whatever. And I don't think that perfection equals not cursing anyways, but yeah, I think, yeah, like growing up, I, like cursing was not on the table. Good girls did not say bad yeah. words we did not swear. Good mm-hmm. girls, you know, loved the Jesus and you spoke know, nicely. had spoken maybe one curse word on accident before. And that was like kind of an indicator of your holiness level. Mm-hmm. And so I think actually now that we're thinking about it more, I'm like, I think part of it to me is trying not to have behavioral indicators as, uh, as pointing to my level of faith or holiness or relationship mm-hmm. with God. I don't, I, I guess I got tired of those outward appearance things determining how good I felt about myself in my personal walk with Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, and I, you know, trying to focus more on the heart and the actual relationship as opposed to like, how do I look outwardly? So, mm-hmm. and I'm a performance oriented person. And so for me, I think I just was like, I can't, I'm not going to perform in this way anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, again, like I think swearing can be honest. I love there's a um, King's Kaleidoscope song that uses the swear word, and I love it because I'm like, yes, like, I think there are moments when we're <sighs> swear words help to emphasize like the the depth of emotion, mm-hmm. and so um, especially as an artist and a writer, I want I want to not exclude swear words from my vocabulary, but I also like I, I agree like I don't I think it can pollute. Mm. our language sometimes like it's it shouldn't be the main you know word Definitely. that we use all the time so you know mm-hmm. mm, I go back and forth like yeah. I'm kind of like nah. I mean I definitely see like both sides like I agree like I don't want I'm that person that's like well what are they seeing what are they like picking up for me but I'm also like again like whether I swear or not is not a reflection of my spirituality but also I understand like what you're saying the need for professionalism and you know, not cheapening what you have to say for a shock value or factor. And so I definitely, I, I can see both sides and I feel like I have tension on both sides in, within myself. Well, that's actually huge though, because swear words can say a lot about you, whether mm-hmm. whether you're intending for it to or not, like it, it does create a certain perception around who, what type of person you might be. Like even yeah. just recently at work, I had written some copy for a website one of our website entries on our for our company and I used a swear word in it um which you know we're not like a swearing company it's made up of Christians so it's not like I didn't know how it would land and I wasn't like tied to it but like as a company we spent two two months (laughs) weeks like just we loved it because it was like the perfect word for the situation but we were like oh like should mm-hmm. we, shouldn't we? I don't know. Like, is that the image that we want to, like, portray? Like, is mm-hmm. that, like, what are people going to think about who we are? And, like, what about the relationships that we've already forged? And, like, mm. you know, we've got relationships in the community with pastors and and people who don't swear or would think that that was, you know, mm. not a good thing. And so, I mean, what they ended up doing was not using it. But, yeah. it like, we wrestled with that for a long time. So I don't, I think, like, what you're saying, like, Swear words for sure will, whether whether it's true or not, or whether it's whatever, they do create like a, a sort of perception about who you might be as a mm-hmm. person for yeah. sure. Definitely. Whether that's right or not, I don't know, but like that is the reality. Definitely. Definitely. And um, it is interesting because in the introduction, in the introductory episode, the first episode of the series, they talk about like people that swear tend to be perceived as less educated or less eloquent or and they talk about all those things but they're like really there's actually a chemical reaction that happens in the brain when you swear and it's it's like a little dopamine kick to help you 
with you swear when you are in pain or you know whatever yeah, like it actually it releases adrenaline or something it releases is what it said. adrenaline yeah. and they even do an experiment where if you put your hand in a bucket of ice water um people that aren't allowed to swear um pulled their hand out of the ice water before the people that were allowed to swear and the people that were allowed to swear were significant kept their hands in the water significantly longer which mm-hmm. i thought was really interesting and so I don't think that means it's a right or wrong thing. I just think it's an interesting fact, as well as they talk about people that don't swear tend to replace shit with shoot. And it's like, <laughs> it's the same thing. You're using those words to embody whatever emotion you're feeling. Or arsehole or yeah. fudge. Who on earth or says that? My brother. Yeah. Arsehole? <laughs> yeah. Or I'm being an arse. Or, uh, yeah. Um, sorry, what are other Christian fudge or yeah. freaking or fricking? Yeah. And so they're saying like those like words just swearing. have the same intention behind them. <laughs> and so it's like, how are they different really? But I'm just like, isn't arse a curse word in, in the UK? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But because it's not here, like it's okay to say, I don't know. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just baffled by that. <laughs> yeah, it's an, it's an interesting topic for sure that I feel like will be around for a while but <laughs> so when you hear feministly charged sorry not feministly charged feministly feministly the word of the week. Um, <laughs> whenever you hear words that are specific to women like bitch or pussy like what comes to mind like what do you think about like what's your internal reaction uh for me hearing the word bitch i feel like i'm like that's you don't say that Mm. like that is one of the worst things that you could call a woman Mm. and I don't want to be called that you have no right to say that that's my that's my initial thought when I think about that word yeah um not to say that I don't sing along to songs that do use that word in an empowering way like I love Lizzo's music and she uses that a lot in an empowering way and so um that's my first reaction to that word Pussy is more, I actually was kind of surprised pussy was in the curse words um, because I don't really consider it like a a curse word. I really? Like it's like a, I, to me it's as taboo as just saying like vagina, which is not a curse word. Like, mm-hmm. But vagina often is treated like a curse word. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it's, it's uh, sort of like a taboo word because it refers to genitalia. Sure. But I wouldn't really consider it a curse word. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess when it's used in the context of like being like, oh, you're being a pussy, I could see how it gets skewed that way. But to me, it doesn't really mm-hmm. seem that much like a curse word. And I, I mean, I think of vaginas when you I say know. it. That's what I, yeah. Yeah. I always think of pubic hair. Because really, pussy, pussy fluffy cat. Oh, fluffy. I think fluffy. of fluids. That's what I think of. Really? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh. To me, pussy is very like that's like like, like pussy. a wet vagina, like, like a, an aroused vagina. Yes. Okay. 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 Yeah. I just wow. Think of really, make sure your kids are not here while you listen to this, guys. <laughs> Yeah, if you haven't figured that out now, you might want to turn this off. Yeah, yeah. we're getting into the weeds this. isn't it. Yeah. And I just said I don't really curse, but you're going to hear me curse a lot as we talk yeah. about this. Yeah, just a little disclaimer. You might hear some the... words this time around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I think... <sighs> Bitch and pussy. I don't know. I don't get, like, triggered by either of them, I would say. Like... Mm-hmm. If someone were to call me a bitch and it wasn't a nice thing, I'd probably be upset about it. But in the same way I would if they told me I was, like, you know, anything else. Mm-hmm. A um, jerk. A jerk or, like, stupid or yeah. armpit head. I don't know. Whatever. Armpit head. Okay. <laughs> the classic. Classic <laughs> insult. Armpit head. <laughs> or, like, you know, an asshole or whatever. Like, that would be upsetting because that's not a nice yeah, thing to say. anyone insulting um, you. Um. But, you know, it probably depend on who it's coming from in the context or whatever. But pussy, yeah, I would agree. I've never really thought of that as a swear word per se. Yeah. But it is like a derogatory term of of sorts. It's not something I say usually. To me, it feels like something men say about women that isn't nice. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think of the classic statement by president number 45 of grab her by the pussy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I think I think of it in that context or nameless. (laughs) Um, I think that plus also like an association with what you would call a weak man. Yeah. Right. But also bitch. 
Like, I, that, yeah. okay, there, these are other yeah. thoughts. That's what I don't understand. One, why are swear words referring to women always animals? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a cat or yeah. a dog. Second, why is it always an insult to call a man one of these Female things? things? Yeah. Right? Because yeah. yeah, it's derogatory for a man to be associated with a woman. Right. Yeah. right. Like, be associated with being like a woman. Yeah. Yes. Or even, you don't even have to say one of those swear words. You just have to say, like, you're being oh, a you're such girl. a woman or you're such yeah. a girl or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's an insult. And I don't like that. I yeah. think being a woman should be a positive thing. Yes. Yeah. I really appreciate uh, Trevor Noah's little bit on pussy. Like, and he was like, can we talk about the strength of the pussy? And so he's his whole point is it's stupid that it's an insult to be called a pussy because what our vaginas do are amazing. And, you know, it, there's so many great depictions in pop more recent pop culture of like, you would die for this pussy. Like, let's get real. Men are fascinated with the vagina. And so it's just like always on their brain. And so it's it is interesting to think about those things. And meanwhile, dick or a penis is like associated with power and manliness. And, but all a penis does is get bigger and get smaller. Right. It's not like it doesn't birth children. And it's very tender and gets hurt very easily. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of meanwhile, weird. Like, oh, like, the balls. Like, yeah. Just like getting all up close to the body when they're cold. You're all vaginas <laughs> freaking over here. Like, I'm just like carrying the weight of the world right now. And I'm going to birth got a, a child. Lot of power, and I'm going to squeeze a watermelon out of me and then be healed in the next, you know, get back to work the next day. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it really is a, it's a contradiction because. It is. Because pussy is associated with weakness right. when actually the actual thing, the pussy, the vagina, is so strong. Right. Like It is something that um, not only births a human, mm-hmm. is capable of birthing a melon out of you, um, but also like can withstand extreme amounts of pain in other circumstances that allows you to bleed every mm-hmm. month. Like, it is the vessel for all of that. It's the vessel for health to be monitored. Like, mm-hmm. it's it has so many valuable qualities. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time is also a vessel for pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's bizarre that this is something that has become associated with weakness. Yeah. Um, and then also at the same time, like, you talk, talk about femininity being associated with weakness like I think that that's that is part of it and and women being associated with animals um part of me wonders if that's like because women have been seen as second-class citizens for Mm -hmm. so long um in a way it's easier to associate them with an animal Mm -hmm. than with a man yeah because they are they are closer in the mind of society to an animal than to a real full right. human well bitch is interesting because it was uh, a female dog in heat is what it originated mm-hmm. as so it, it meant to associate with like an unruly female an unruly female because like animals when they're in heat they're just wild they're just weird horses dogs you name it they're all they, of them they're weird when they're in heat. And so, like, this kind of unruly behavior became synonymous with, like, that of a domineering woman or a woman who had opinions or who was, like, loud. loud Stepping or, out of line. Right. Mm-hmm. Step Exactly. And so. And it's still used to this day to reference women that are outspoken and loud. Yes. And the meaning quote, is unquote, very stepping out of line. Same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, like, that just doesn't, like, that's not. Whereas men, we call them studs. Yeah. And, like, that's a compliment. Or, like. Stallion. It's interesting, oh, too, an yeah, yeah. dick is actually the only swear word that originates from a name. But I just, I think it's very interesting because, um, yeah, dick, is, like you said, it's not really an insult to guys. It's like, oh, you're such a dick. And it's like, like, it's not a thing. But, you know, bitch or pussy tends to get a huge rise out of men. Like, don't call me a pussy. And it's like, it's interesting versus yeah. like, if you call... A woman a dick, it's also kind of like, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, do women even often get called dicks? Like, Not very often. I've, I've done it before. I I've think called my myself life. a dick yeah. uh, to people before just to see what the social reaction is like. Mm. like sorry, I was being a dick. <laughs> sorry, I'm just, I kind of like to be a dick sometimes. <laughs> and people are just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. That's funny because I feel like, would you say 
bitch instead no about yourself i would say in that circumstance i'm a boss bitch but not in that cer- not mm. in that context no like mm. i try to use if i do use bitch which i actually tend i feel like i don't mm, i don't use pussy i just don't find it an appealing word to yeah. use um my favorite is coochie coochie yeah um, your cooch but uh-huh. like bitch i tend to and I'm analyzing my use of the word now after gaining all this information, but I tend to try and use it if it's towards women in a very positive way. Sometimes I do say like it, about men, like, oh, you're just being a little bitch. But then I'm like, ooh, I mean it specifically like a whiny man, hmm. not necessarily that you are being like a woman, that you're being a whiny, typical white privileged man but but the (laughs) idea there is that a whiny man is like a woman is like a woman Mm -hmm. exactly so that's kind of what i'm like reevaluating in my verbiage right now (laughs) yeah yeah but i do think sort of the counterpoint in in this thought of uh animals and curse words right Mm -hmm. uh i was actually researching this a little bit because i was like do other languages talk about um have curse words that are associated with animals and stuff and like what does that look like and i was like oh okay there's there actually are other languages that use um animal associations with curse words for both men and women Mm -hmm. um which was interesting but then i also remembered that we have a lot of uh animal words that we use that aren't necessarily curse words but that we use in association with people as a negative Mm -hmm. thing like women can get called cows Right? If, if a woman is is fat. If someone called if me a cow, is, I think I would be way mad. Oh, mad yeah. Than, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it, then, but also people get called chickens. Yeah. Right? Oh, for being be, scared, for being whatever. You get called a pig. If you're gendered, you're though. eating too much. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Those ones aren't gendered. Cow is a little bit more gendered, that's I would say. Yeah. Um, but I don't, yeah, I don't really think you really chickens. hear men being called cows. But like chicken or, or pig yeah. are ones that we use that are derogatory towards people. Mm-hmm. It's not a curse word, mm-hmm. but it's definitely not a compliment. <laughs> yeah, it's um, not. And uh, so I think that part of it too, um, while it does seem like we see this in the English language more with women, mm-hmm. which is a problem, um, <laughs> I think. Uh, but it seems like a way to degrade people in general is to associate them with an animal because you're like bringing them down. Mm. You're bringing them down the food chain in their intelligence Mm -hmm. in everything. Like you are lowering them and basically saying you're not human because I see this poor quality in you. Right. It's like a more, it's more universal than just our English. Yeah. Swearing ways than, yeah. 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 That's interesting. That's a good point. That is a really good point. So, like, are these words, specifically the, the these two that we're talking about today, do you find them triggering? Do you find them empowering? Some, you know, in the show they talk about this, this reclaiming in pop culture um, for these words like bitch and pussy. I mean, we see them with Lizzo, with uh, Doja Cat, with Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B. I mean, wet, up, wet ass pussy. Um do you find like there is kind of a reclamation in like the empowerment side or is it just kind of like still triggering for you guys? What is your like internal experience mm-hmm. with that? I, I don't know. I think I think I disagree with Emma in that I don't think words I think the intention behind words is more important than the actual usage. And so if someone is using a word in a more positive way, like, it, I wouldn't be triggered by it. Like, mm-hmm. if someone was like, girl, you boss-ass bitch, I'd be like, thank you. You know, like, I wouldn't... Be like, yes, I am. I wouldn't be like, how dare you refer to me as a bitch? So I, I really do think, like, our intention behind things makes a difference. I don't... I agree I don't with you, Kel. I don't like the word pussy. It's kind of like, nah. Yeah. So I don't use it or really talk about it. I'd only use it to reference my actual vagina. And even then, I wouldn't say pussy. I'd say puss. But even, I don't know. I just don't like referring to my vagina as anything. Like, to me, it's like, oh, my pussy. Like, I don't know. That feels like weird. Weird to me. So not that it is. But yeah, I think like if someone's angry and saying something mean, then I think it's me. If someone's like complimenting you, then saying something nice, then it's usually nice. Mm. I mean, I think that there are, you know, exceptions to that. Someone can be inappropriate or you know like in a certain context it can be not 
good whether it's positive or not but i think Mm -hmm. that's probably more where i lean like Mm. with words yeah in general general. Mm. yeah yeah i get like the it's interesting because there's the whole idea of reclaiming words that have been used against you right Mm -hmm. Um, we see that in feminism we see that in racism like people reclaiming words yes definitely the and um so, like, I get wanting to reclaim a word like bitch, but it also, uh, for me, I I wouldn't feel complimented if somebody called me a boss bitch or if somebody was like, mm. hey, bitch, how are you doing? Like, there's people who refer to their friends just like bitch all the mm-hmm. time and mm-hmm. things like that. Like, I would be like, um, why, why mm-hmm. are you doing that? <laughs> like, it just feels like, um so unnecessary mm-hmm. to me um and i i think that there's other ways that i could be complimented that would get the message across just as well um like instead of calling me a boss bitch like you could just say i'm a boss like mm-hmm. you could just say that i'm really hard working or really good at getting things done or mm-hmm. that i am going to be successful like you know like there's mm-hmm. so many other words that you could use that i'm like what's the point in using that word when it it feels just like a I don't know I feel like I haven't really fleshed all of this out in my mind but to me it just feels like a um a a dirty word like Mm. an unnecessary word that I don't care to involve in my vocabulary but to contradict myself uh, basically, the only place that it doesn't feel weird to me is in listening to music. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, when Lizzo says you could have had a bad bitch non-committal, like, I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. great. <laughs> but you could have, but you didn't. <laughs> I think that it's more me recognizing Lizzo's or other people who are in the same field as her, vein as her, like, their style and their sort of um their way of talking about things but it's not the way that i would talk about things mm. so i forget what our original question was no, at this the, point well, it's just like is it, triggering? It? Can you is it triggering do you yeah. feel like there's there's a need and a movement to reclaim it is that mm. even important like mm. you know some people think it's really important some people don't think it's important at all i'm kind of i personally lean a little more to like towards what Kelly is saying like it, it depends on the context like Lizzo's song like yeah you could have had a bad bitch sorry you made bad choices like so like I'm a little more in that vein but also like I totally hear what you're saying like it, at some point or at some level curse words do seem unnecessary well and I would never call my friends bitches I wouldn't be like let's no. go bitches like I just don't no. that's not I'd my... be like <laughs> I would be like let's go wonderful beautiful ladies let's yeah. you know like perfect star <laughs> angels <laughs> oh my god. okay I wouldn't say that but you know like Kellyanne I would, would. <laughs> to, to me that's just not a usage that I personally mm. in, am uncomfortable with or find like appealing but like you know if a friend speaks that way, I'm just kind of like, okay, that's the way you speak. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I I just, I haven't really ever had to face that, you know? No, yeah. Like, I don't have friends who... That's true. ...who really use that and refer to people in that way. So it's not something that I have to come up against very often and therefore don't have to really think about that often. Yeah. Um, But I think also, in my mind, like, rather than changing the meaning of the word bitch i would rather people stop using words meant to degrade women yeah and not use them towards men either like i would rather people just didn't do that mm-hmm. um than trying to like change the word uh and pussy i feel like i don't even think about i'm yeah. like whatever <laughs> um i i mean i i see the problematic sides like we already said of like calling a man a pussy mm-hmm. um in that it is telling him that Feminine, femininity is wrong yeah. and weak and I don't think that's okay so I would rather people didn't say that but um 
I think that, for example, the statement, grab her by the pussy, would be just as offensive if they said, grab her by the vagina. Yeah, <laughs> or the hoo-ha, or the, what did you call it? Coochie. The coochie. coochie. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like, again, yeah. the intention It's like, it. don't grab a woman's genitalia. That's yeah. the part that's offensive <laughs> about like that, how, not the word pussy yeah, yeah. to me. Just like how a woman should not grab a man's genitalia, don't grab a woman's genitalia. Yeah. It's just not something <laughs> that's socially acceptable. That is sexual assault. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um... I mean, these these episodes, I feel like, were so packed with, like, little interesting facts. Mm-hmm. Like, specifically, there was this, oh, in the jazz movement, I believe, in the 20s, there was, like, this underground movement where there was this beautiful, amazing African, or not African-American, I should just call her black. I don't know. What's socially acceptable now? Black, African-American. Depends on the person. Depends on the person. Well, a beautiful black... Uh, singer who was so vulgar like if you think wet ass pussy is offensive go listen to this singer that I can't remember the name of (laughs) it was radical and there was kind of this um this interesting moment in jazz that it was it was kind of like a uh a power move that was really interesting and kind of like sticking it to the man a little bit and it just kind of made me think about all the interesting fun facts. What were the fun facts you guys liked Ooh. of the shows? I've got a few fun facts. What are your fun <laughs> facts? Um, so one is that pussy was popularized by porn. Mm-hmm. And that word really wasn't really in use until porn kind of took it on. And mm-hmm. so it became very popular and we now use it all the time. And the point being... How much does porn really actually influence culture? But because nobody mm. talks about it, we don't actually see that direct correlation. So and I much. was like, whoa, that's huge. It influences culture so much. Yeah. It's like our education for sex now for children. Or not children, but like... For children. Well, for children. Yeah. yeah. They, they... Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, that's like where you... Most people learn from it. So... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think my favorite quote from the show was Nikki Glasser, who is one of my favorite comedians. And she said, we couldn't talk about our pussies for so long. So now we don't want to shut up about it. Like, yes. <laughs> she's like, women are obsessed with their pussies Yeah, now. we love our vaginas. <laughs> yeah. We're like, wow. Well, and even female education and mm-hmm. medical, like, understandings of the vagina have been so limited. And so now that more information is coming out, we're like, wow, this is actually a really incredible, powerful vessel within our body. Like, yeah. And we've been ashamed of it. And unwilling to talk about it and for so long yeah. and now we learn all this stuff and so yeah it makes total sense yeah. it is the crown of my body in my in my opinion <laughs> like, the crown. this this yeah. sacred vessel <laughs> that i get to hold another fun fact was uh they talked about other words for vagina that were popularized oh, in, yeah. throughout history and my favorite one is is cecily bum trinket <laughs> uh which is literally just Referring to an ornament for your bum. Yeah. Like and then, bum trinket. And then putting a popular female name yes. at the time. So it's the like front. a female name, bum trinket. Like yeah. your, a trinket for your bum. Yep. Or for your arse, if or you're in your England. Arse. Or for your arse, which I thought was just like hilarious. I'm like, yeah. that's. Yeah, there's some really funny words. I should call it general. my bum trinket from yeah. now on. There you like, go. Like, Ross, you want to look at my bum trinket? <laughs> look, look at it. Just, yeah, I don't just know. take a, a look. Yeah. <laughs> um, wink, wink. I imagine just like a little jewel dangling down there. That's just Which like the actual trinket. That yes, is I, a thing I, now. I know. You can get your vagina bedazzled. Yeah. So not something I personally would ever do, but it's an option Teach their if own, that's I your suppose. interest. Seems like it would get in the way. But yeah. Yeah, I actually, I would say that I found personally the pussy episode more interesting than the bitch episode, Mm. probably partly because it's a word that I'm less familiar with, Mm. like in talking about the history and the origin of it. It's like everybody kind of knows vaguely like, oh, bitch is a female dog. That's what people always say. Like that Mm. is where it originally came from. Um, Little kids like to be like, oh, it's a bitch. And they're like looking at a female dog in there um, because they're like getting away with a swear word, but they're using it the way it was meant to be used. So it's acceptable. Yeah. And it's like exciting. I found the pussy one a lot more compelling. It was interesting hearing about um, how uh, different things have used pussy and the word uh, as a way to bring social change so Mm -hmm. uh, they talk about pussy riot which was a group that organized under 
communist Russia, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were these women who were fighting against this um, oppressive government. Um, And they used that name Pussy Riot to to draw attention, to to point out um, and spread their message. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you also saw just in recent history... um, the like pussy hats that all the women wore at the women's march mm-hmm. um here in the united states and i think it um happened internationally some as well uh but they're those hats that sort of look like cat ears i don't think they really look like cat they ears don't. very it much looks like but a sack. <laughs> it's just like a yeah an oddly shaped sack but it's like the pussy hat because it's supposed to be like representative of female genitalia and therefore female empowerment mm-hmm. um and so it was interesting to me to hear about uh, the ways that that word specifically has been used as an empowering word mm-hmm. because to me it feels like a little bit more of an obscure curse word mm-hmm. um, as opposed to something like bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it was interesting to get all of that sort of backstory and the the varied uses yeah. um, because it, it feels like a bit more of a um, – sort of a gentler word than bitch as well. Really? Okay. I would say so, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I mean, I thought it was so interesting how they talked about the resurgence of both of these words around women's rights mm-hmm. and the suffrage movement. And I was like, oh, wow, like these words have actually been a critical part of our female history. And so to learn about it felt like kind of giving honor to where we've been and how we have improved and grown as a society. Well, I would say, uh, I think it was clean. No, not Kleenex. Um, Kotex or some always brand, some famous like um, women's sanitary product brand. Mm. They did this amazing commercial called Like a Girl. And they interviewed several women and asked them, you know, show us what it means to throw like a girl or run like a girl. And so they would be like, ah, you know, or, I can't mm. throw. Or, and then, um, they interviewed them more and they talked about it. It's like, why is like a girl a bad thing? And like, mm. do you think maybe like, like a girl could be a powerful thing? Like mm-hmm. that it actually means that throwing like a girl means that you're amazing and you come with the force of femininity. And then at the end, they're like, okay, now throw like a girl, now run like a girl. Yeah. And, and they like sort of step into themselves more fully. And to me, that feels like if you can reclaim a phrase like that, can't you also not reclaim a swear word? Like, can't something that's derogatory or negative, can't you say, okay, but what is, actually this means this now. Like, mm. we're, we're changing the narrative about this. And I think, I think words change. I think their meanings change. And I don't know. I'm not like, oh, that's a bad word and it's always been bad and it will forever be bad. I'm like, maybe, like, what if there's a future where bitch is a really happy, positive thing? Mm. Yeah, it's interesting to see how culture evolves around those sorts of things. And even with that tension of like, there was one portion in the the bitch episode that they said, how do you not be a bitch? It's like, oh, you don't have opinions. (laughs) You don't, you aren't loud. You don't say no. You never, uh, you always say yes when a guy asks you out. And it, it makes me think of this something very similar to that commercial that I actually really love that one. I'm glad you brought that up. But there's a video um, called Act Like a Lady, they said. And it shows, it's graphic, so, but it's also very good. Um, And it shows these, these opposites that women are expected to live with and hold the tension of. I'm like, no wonder why women are under so much stress. And, you know, sometimes you can't, or I find for myself, I can't make up my mind because there's the perfect example is don't be a prude, but also don't be a hoe. And it's like, well, what do you want? What do you expect women to be really? Yeah. I mean, I think that one thing that the Like a Lady video um, shows really well. And then also that in in the show, History of Swear Words, when they ask them, how do you not be a bitch? They go even further past that list of things and they're like, don't breathe, don't talk, mm-hmm. don't exist, don't basically. Take up space. And it's showing that uh, there's actually like no winning way to mm-hmm. avoid being a bitch. Mm-hmm. Because if somebody decides that you're a bitch, then you're a bitch mm-hmm. and that's it. And um, there's like the, the label has been put onto women as a way to like disqualify them from mm-hmm. conversations mm-hmm. as a way to to show them as 
um, incapable, as too emotional or too controlling or whatever, like a whole gamut of things that don't even match up together because they just the, the word has been used flippantly across the board to keep women out of conversations and out of boardrooms and out of mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. um that like there is no way to just not be a bitch mm-hmm. according to society and the way that they've used bitch yeah. for so long Definitely. and in some ways i feel women are being like okay if i can't not be a bitch then i'm gonna be a bitch yeah definitely. And, and this is who i am and like it's like it's like that moment in the greatest showman where she's like this is me you know she's like this is who i am get over it yeah you know like your understanding of this word is limited and poor yeah which let me educate you been interesting as i've kind of settled into my mid-20s like as a female i feel like i have found this this new confidence of just like you're gonna think whatever you want to think about me regardless of so i'm not gonna be concerned of your perception of if you think i'm a bitch or not i'm just gonna show up and take the space that is mine to take now i don't do that perfectly all the time and i don't you know it's not it's a dance of course but it's kind of like that idea of like well if you're gonna call me a bitch anyways and i can't win like i'm actually just not gonna care like what you call me or perceive me to be and it's kind of just like is what it is another fun fact Mm. was speaking of bitch (laughs) which has been our whole episode but speaking of bitch Ernest Hemingway actually was one of the first people to coin bitch as a more positive powerful word Mm. in that he talks about his mom as sort of this what they were what they call a bitch goddess Mm -hmm. and I can get down with that this understanding of a bitch goddess is often like this this power figure that you can't control but that's like still sort of negative like life is a bitch or the weather's a bitch mm-hmm. or, or things like that is kind of this like, I don't know, earth God force. sort of force. Yeah. That like, mm-hmm. you know, does what it wants and you can't control, which mm-hmm. in some ways is like very empowering and interesting, but yeah. in other ways is like, yeah, very Ernest negative. Hemingway is pretty problematic, but he, <laughs> and, and they talk about it too in the episode. Like he kind of uses it as empowering, but also it's kind of, a way for him to not even directly address women, mm. yeah, and and instead call them something else mm. rather than calling them what they are, which is women. And men get to be called Humans. men, yeah. yeah, yeah. Whereas women are these just other beings, right? But we mm. we aren't. We we are people, yeah. <laughs> and men are people, yeah. And we don't have to be some other entity, right? Because mm-hmm. we're not separate. Right? Yes, yeah. Which part of me though loves. The like, well, the weather's a bitch, life's a bitch, because I feel like it speaks to our cyclical nature as women. And I'm like, yeah, you can't control a lot of who we are. You can't control when you're going to get your period, no. when you're going to, what your cycle's going to look like. Yes. Like, <laughs> you don't even, get to tell the wind where to blow. Yes. In, yeah. a, in a sense. Like, Which is like, yeah, you're right. You don't get to tell me. And, mm-hmm. and her blowing is not a bad thing. Like, no. She blows, you know? She blows. Yeah. And we all <laughs> just hang on. That phrase specifically. <laughs> but, you know, like, the ocean's going to move. Yeah. You know? And, like, sometimes... And the seasons are going to change. Sometimes and... she's going to be, like, really dangerous and scary. And sometimes she's going to be... Really comforting. Comforting and... and beautiful. Like, so that's kind of... In some ways, that does, like, mirror femininity in a way. Mm-hmm. Is that, like, because of our cyclical nature that you brought up and, mm-hmm. like the way that we change on a regular basis with hormones and all that stuff, like we are sometimes a force of nature in a way that can be powerful and scary. And then also can be like sweet and nurturing and, and, you know, and it's all beautiful. It's Mm. just sort of the difference in our existence. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, I mean, there's a reason why it's called mother nature, right? Like nature is so closely associated with femininity, um, which is so interesting because it's like nature is what like sustains life on Earth, <laughs> um, and is so Sounds important yeah, and yeah. so valuable. And women are literally the reason humanity exists. Because if there were not women, there could not be procreation, right? Yeah. And they, there would be no one to bear. A child there'd be nobody to bring life into this earth and so like mm-hmm. there's this tension of like on the one hand recognizing the power of femininity femininity and saying mother nature and then there's the sort of 
condemnation of femininity in saying that the weather's a bitch. Like you, know? you just need to like get and yourself under control and get in yeah. line. Kind of yes, thing. and like, it's it, I think it, some of it is sort of the male desire to to tame the female and to yes, to have that control and that dominance. Um, and we see that in nature as well is the human desire to dominate nature and to control nature. Mm-hmm. So I think that it mirrors yeah. all of it. it Actually, does. and now that we're talking about that, like it's just a reflection of God, you know, like mm-hmm. both of us are made in the image of God. And so there's like an immutable quality about the Lord and that he never changes and he's always the same, but then he does change at the mm-hmm. same time. And like, there are like seasons and we, you know, you read through the Bible, like he goes through like different there's like different periods of mm-hmm. how the Lord communicates and yeah. what and the types of things he says and things like that. And so while he is both constant, he's also ever changing. Mm-hmm. And that kind of mirrors like the male I think and almost female. like fluid would be a better word. Yeah. You know, yeah. like like yeah. the Lord is is fluid in in between Father and Son and Holy Spirit and and between um, authority and wrath and um, power and also gentleness and nurturing and and um, life giving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? which is part of what I love about being a woman. Like, even though it's incredibly hard to be a woman, <laughs> and like men that are like, "Oh, you're a bitch," I'm like, "You try having a 30 day cycle and see how you feel." <laughs> um, but also like. I love that I get to hold that within myself, that you can be powerful and kind at the same time, that you can be um, authoritative and beautiful, like that those things don't have to be separated. And I get to embody that as a woman, Mm -hmm. whether it looks like a bitch or a pussy or something else. Mm -hmm. So as we're discussing these two words that have been so in our a part of our culture for a long time that have taken on new lives as we have evolved. Um, what do you feel like you are walking away with? Do you do you feel like your perspective of these words have changed? Would you consider having them in your vocabulary moving forward, or are you kind of like mm, I'm? I think about the same as I did before. Do you have an answer to this, Kellyanne? I do. I think. I I loved learning about how these words have played out in history. I loved learning how it used to be such a rebellious thing to use the word like bitch and pussy, especially as a woman. Um, I don't, I think I'll be more hesitant to use these words in the future because of the way my my understanding of the implications has changed. And then as well as like, Again, like I said in the beginning, for me, the words I use have the power I give them, but also as my understanding grows and changes, that the power also changes. And it's like, actually, I don't know that I want to strip those words of their power. I think I actually want to elevate them and be, if I choose to use those words, more strategic about the how and why and the circumstance. I don't know. I think I I don't use either of those words very often anyways. Pussy especially mm-hmm. because it's just I think it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean for sure I want to be more conscious too about like the ways that we're referring to men in these mm-hmm. feminine ways and like there I think there are other ways like of saying that even without swear words and I think being more conscious of how we move forward with language in that way. I think I want to be, because I don't want to perpetuate the idea that it's okay to call a man, that a woman, essentially, when mm-hmm. he's being, you know, I don't know, whatever someone may perceive as weak or ineffectual. So that for sure, like, is sticking with me. And I think, although intention is important, words still do have meaning and, like, we have to be intentional about the way we use them. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't feel like it revolutionized anything for me, mm. but it does it does point out that like we've come a long way as a society mm-hmm. and you know, we're I all s- figuring it out. Definitely. I just try to like not be offended, I think. Yeah. And like keep moving forward and 
recognizing people are people and swear words aren't big and scary. Mm-hmm. I definitely, one thing is for sure, I definitely still love the song WAP. <laughs> I'm still very into it. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, for me, it's... I, more than changing an opinion or anything for me, uh, watching this and learning more about these female-associated swear words uh, is a good reminder to me of um, the meaning behind the words that we use and um, how we should or shouldn't be using them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that in the past, I would be incapable incapable of even recording an episode about swear words because they were so just like um they had so much power to me and they were so taboo um but now they're more of something that I just don't prefer to use Mm -hmm. so I think my relationship with swear words has changed a lot over the years and um I think that that's the same uh but it's a reminder that like we have a lot to do in terms of breaking down the ways that women are viewed, um, especially in Western the Western world when it comes to language. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that there's a big tension in that uh, between the way wor- certain words are gendered and the way that they're used um, as a way to degrade people because they're associated with the female. Like Kelly mentioned, like that's that's something that has been sort of just okay for so long and it's actually not it's not okay mm-hmm. um like my femininity is not something to be used as an insult against somebody else mm. uh it'd be like using i don't know an- another quality that's just something that i have that i can't control mm-hmm. don't be such to- a redhead yeah, and I mean, and that is something that has been uh, used as a negative thing before, specifically. But um, yeah, so it's using those things. It's, it's it's kind of ridiculous and almost arbitrary, but it it affects the way that we perceive people and the way we think about them um, in ways that we don't even realize. So um, I think it was a good reminder of like the conscientiousness that I think is necessary in order to do things like reclaim words or Mm -hmm. change the meanings of words. I think that can be a really long um, and slow process uh, in changing what a word means or what it's associated with. I would love a future where the word bitch is a good thing. Um, I don't see that being the case in the near future because Mm -hmm. there's so much deep-seated association with the negative for that word. Mm -hmm. So there's there's tension and transition with that um if we do wind up going in that direction as a culture uh and i think that yeah it i mean it's not like now that i watched a show on swear words i'm gonna swear all the time (laughs) you know but yeah it's interesting it is interesting well ladies swear or don't swear you're still a woman being to me (laughs) (laughs) What is the woman being who swears? swears. (laughs) The woman being who doesn't swear. (laughs) I think... She's the same as all the things that a woman being is. All still the same. Doesn't change. Woman being the same. Yep. Woman being the same. You heard it here, guys. Well... (laughs) Perfect grammar. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I did it first. It it was. It was Emma. Good one. Yeah. I was like, thank you. And it was you. But, um, well, ladies, thanks so much for sharing your insights, for digging in. I know it's a little bit of a nitty-gritty, uncomfortable topic, but, you know, I think it's important we understand all areas that women can be affected, especially, Emma, I loved what you said about my femininity is not an insult that you get to use. Um, And I think it's important to explore those things. So thanks for being here with me today. Thank you, Kellyanne. Woman beings, thank you for tuning in on this one. If you are still here, you made it. Wow. Thank you. (laughs) Through all the profanity. Through all the profanity. All of the vulgar talk. All of it. it. You made it. Mm -hmm. So give yourself a pat on the back. But, um, yeah, remember to tune in every Tuesday. Give us a like. Give us a review. Subscribe if you care to, pretty please. And also remember, you can follow us on Instagram where we post all the time about all the interesting things. And you can also visit our website, which is going to have a lot of the same stuff. But it's still nice to look at. So go have a look-see at 
What is our website called again? Womanbeingcommunity.com. Thank you, ladies. <laughs> and we'd love to hear, what's your favorite curse word? <gasps> Tell me. <laughs> or least favorite. I'm wearing yeah. mine on a necklace that Miss Emma gave to me. What is it? Share with the people. It's fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite curse word, Kelly? I have a favorite curse um, No. <laughs> I don't have a favorite one. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, for me, thinking through the curse words, the first one that came to my head was shit. Shit is so sad. And I don't, like, I don't even really use it, but I feel like it's my favorite. It's very I funny. Think it's so good to just call someone out and be like, that's bullshit. Like, that is, like, my favorite. It's so satisfying. Or, uh, I always thought this one was so funny. Like, no shit, Sherlock. Yes. <laughs> I love that one. It's a good one. Especially when used properly. Mm -hmm. In the proper context, you will get people to crack up. <laughs> but yeah. anyways, well, ladies, this was a good one. And woman beings, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>